Let's party. There's always a party. Let's go, Paul. Yo, baby, what's up? Happy day to you. That's kind of messed up. Your dad was calling us. Or the guy said us. Your dad was calling you and you're like, I had to climb. Let's get the show going. Yeah. My dad, my dad. <laughs> what if it was an emergency? Oh, uh, he'll call me back again. But my dad tried to call me. It was like, we're about to start the show. I, I got to focus on the focus on the party here. Back on schedule. Boys are back on schedule. Back on schedule. Every Tuesday, we're dropping new shows. Um, if you're a listener and you, you know, you're just itching for that new party every week, they do release Monday night, technically. Sneak peek. Uh, yeah, sneak, well, full show, full show. Uh, <laughs> 7 o'clock, usually 7.30 or 8 at the latest, but we try to get those shows out Monday night, if you're listening, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even YouTube. Um, but YouTube, if not, it will release in the morning. And our shows get better and better because we're up in our cocaine dosage per, per, per pre-episode. I saw somebody commenting on our YouTube about how we talked about um, how cocaine used to be in Coca-Cola. Yeah, what did they say? And they said, well, I think cocaine was in medicine. Like, a lot of people would take cocaine for medicine, so then it was, like, put in a Coke, and I'm like, dude, I mean, I, a lot of people still do Coke. Maybe they think it's medicine. We just go to the pharmacy and get, like, a cocaine? I think it was just in certain types of medicine, and, I, you know, everyone turned out okay, so I don't, know yeah, why we, I don't know why we don't do that now. How was your weekend, Paul? My weekend? Uh, just exhausting, my guy. Exhausting, okay. Did you party it? You party a little uh, bit? I did go to the bar this weekend. I did a little bit of partying because, you know, life is a party. Bro. Life's a party every day. But, but I ran into a dilemma, I would say. So we've been out. We go out together. Yes, that's and true. And when we get we sit at a table, because since the COVID thing, you haven't been able to go to the bar, so you sit at tables. And one thing we did was we play this game called Fingers, right? Yes. Where we everyone puts a single finger on the bucket of beer bucket. And then you guess how many fingers are going to be left on the bucket. Yes. And if you get it right, you take your finger off. And the last man standing has to buy a round of shots for that table. That's true. So, so the dilemma and the problem I ran into was that I lost the game of fingers at the bar. Okay. So I went over to the bartender, I, who I'm a little friendly with. And I was like, I have a problem. I have to buy 10 shots. I just lost the game. We played back at the table. Uh, can we make a deal or something? <laughs> I was like, they want tequila. I know tequila is a little pricey, but can you know, like, like a salesman? Like, are I was you like, cheaping uh, out? Were you cheaping <laughs> out on your friends? You were I basically like, saying, hey, like, I'm trying to get the cheap drink. <laughs> I was like, hey, they want tequila. I know we won't go as low as El Toro, the tequila. I mean, I don't know. Jose Cuervo would make a deal. He's like, I'll tell you what, they're six bucks a shot. I'll do, I'll do forty two fifty for him. I was like, okay. So he brings them out, but the next problem, he didn't bring any fruit. So all the girls at the table are like, oh, I can't take this. What is this? There's no limes they or lemons. They want the lime or the salt. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, so the table was breaking into, like, guys and girls. And he was like, okay, well, who do I have to go cut limes for? Like, he was he was blatantly upset that he had to go back and cut limes. And every girl raised their hand, and then there was my bitch ass. Thing. I was like, yeah, oh, I, I need one. I need one of those. So I, you need the lime. You we, need, both, we talk about this on the show. Yeah, you need the lime. I think tequila, your lime makes it better. Salt makes it better. Um, but yeah, I don't like that, man. You're you're trying to cheap out. Well, I knew I could. I'm I'm silky smooth with my words, but I can finesse a situation when I'm put in that, in yeah, that but here's scenario. The, here's the thing, though. If you lose and everyone's at the table is <laughs> like, yo, tequila, and someone comes back and they buy the cheap tequila or they buy something else. Well, it was Jose Cuervo. I just got a 42, it was 42.50 instead of 60 bucks. Okay. That's what happened when you got a podcast that's thriving, Paul. Yeah, you, you, you want, get the you discounts just, at the bar. <laughs> I mean, whatever, whatever you say. <laughs> you know what would be funny? I saw this challenge, the crate challenge. You probably know more about it than me. But what if someone did that? After taking some tequila shots, uh, I you, nobody can even get that challenge done sober. So, so what is fact, this challenge? Um, if you're on TikTok at all, um, you or anywhere, Twitter, I've been seeing it everywhere. This is the milk 
crate challenge or the crate challenge and it's basically neighborhoods people coming together it's a lot of fun and everyone's stacking crates on top of each other kind of in a pyramid formation and the idea is for you to get from one end to the other and it's just a lot of stability you got to have a lot of balance and a lot of people are you know falling flat on their face and when they're like 10 <laughs> feet up off the ground so it's kind of like fun uh it's definitely uh it's definitely testing everybody's <laughs> true athleticism it's like who is truly athletic? What I think is funny is the some the ones I was seeing in the beginning they're like nasty falls. Like people are seriously oh, getting hurt. And then it's funny because like as you see as the challenge prolongs, that you start to see like people who are surrounding filming it. They're like moving up to be like a spotter yeah. to catch them. <laughs> they're like, okay, people can die out here, so we're gonna get closer and we're gonna catch you if you fall. Well, there was I saw a, a picture of a guy on Twitter and he was back. Like, it's literally looked like his lung is about to be ruptured. Like, that's how bad it is that he hit his uh, hit his back on, like, the ground or the crates or whatever. There's videos of kids, like, falling on their head. It's um, the dumbest shit I've ever seen. But there, but there's some cool ones, too, where I saw a guy. Um, you probably saw this one. This one's going viral. But he was doing the crate challenge while rolling a blunt. I saw that. He was rolling a blunt, and he's, like, walking up the crate, and everyone's like, yeah, let's go, that, let's go. I saw that. I was going to bring that. That is hilarious. There was a girl I just saw. She did it in heels. Dude, she like took the heels. challenge up a notch and was like, "Yo, I got this." Was doing it in heels. I've seen Pete, dude. I saw Bradley Martin did it while like, eating like a Chipotle bowl. I saw that one too. And yeah. then when he got to the top, he did like, uh, like uh, what are these things called? Was, I don't. Was, go, clearly, if you watched the last episode, and I had to give five dollars every time I go to the to the gym, I if I don't know what this is, I clearly are, I'm not going to the gym. Ryan is uh, curling his biceps. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that's, this is a podcast. That's the motion that he was doing on <laughs> camera. Um, but yeah, some guy, he went to the top. I think it's like seven crates across, um, and then you go up in a pyramid. So you're like pretty high off the ground. You're maybe like seven crates Dude, up. I have a great idea. Okay. If this episode on YouTube, so subscribe, okay. give an alert. If this episode gets 30 likes on YouTube, I think that's manageable. Me and Paul will do the crate challenge. Okay, I like that. I was thinking about doing it anyway. But so, here this, let's do. Let's do. We'll take tequila shots and then do it. <laughs> All right, let's not get crazy. Well, yeah, no, let's, let's, let's just do it sober crazy. first, and then if we're if we're feeling let's up to it, let's start cocaine. <laughs> take tequila shots, chug a four loco, and then do the crate challenge. Like it's already difficult enough. All right, well, let's get into the show. So we're starting the show off. We're gonna do these uh, seltzers. If you follow us on Instagram, we were looking. Uh, for your suggestions and alcohols to test, um, to taste test. We're going to be doing a bunch of these very soon when we move to our new set. Um, we're going to do a whole thing on our YouTube channel, new episodes, just doing taste tests of hard seltzers, of new beers, of things coming out in the fall. Christmas is going to be a lot of fun. Um, but we, if you, you know, definitely follow us over on Instagram at Life's Party Pod, and you can give us some ideas of what we should taste test next. This is Vizzy Hard Seltzer. Yeah, someone hit us up, and we didn't know what to try, and someone was like, hey, try this Vizzy. Apparently, it came out in March, so it's, well, I don't even know. I'm not good at months. I'm like the kid that didn't know the order of the months. Like, I have to go through the whole thing. Okay. It's like six months ago. Regardless. Yeah. Uh, six months, year old, the Vizzy. Happy birthday. It is a hard seltzer, antioxidant, vitamin C. So very good for you. So there's kids out there watching Little Johnny. You can substitute this in for orange juice. Yes. It, it has oh, the okay. same wait, vitamin wait, wait. C's. <laughs> so instead of waking up and having your, your glass of orange juice, Little Johnny, 10 years old, have a, have a little cup, glass of Vizzy. Good idea? Yeah, whatever you say. You know? All right, well, someone hit us up. They said, try it out. Apparently, it's a hot topic on the seltzer uh, realm. I don't even know what that it's is. It's always cool to try new seltzers. Uh, first flavor. Yeah, this one. We're going to start. This is a classic one. Black it's, cherry lime we got. Oh, they got oh, my favorite two flavors of seltzer. 
You know what's funny about these? They have four different flavors. Black cherry lime, pineapple mango, blueberry pomegranate, and strawberry kiwi. So these are like two flavors you don't really see mixed that often. They're mixed flavors. That's that's what's nice about these two. But for White Claw, literally black uh, black cherry and lime are my favorites. So there this, you go. It's a combination. Hopefully. It's the one-two punch. This will be one-two punch, uh, two fish, one hook. Mm-hmm. Ooh. What, what's, your, what's the strongest flavor out here? You, black do you, cherry. Do you feel the black cherry more I, than I lime? feel the black cherry bursting out. I feel the black cherry too. I don't really taste much lime. I don't take. I don't taste any lime. It literally tastes exactly like a black cherry white claw. Does it not? Like, can pretty, you, what's the difference between this and a white claw? Pretty much the same. Yeah, I agree. So this is busy. Were these cheap? You said they were cheap. I don't know. Uh, Eighteen dollars is that cheap for four, for twelve? For twelve? I feel like that's what the. the I'm white not claws a cheap person, too. so people out there. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying if this is like similar to White Claw, you don't want to pay for the White Claw brand. You maybe find some cheaper, off. yeah, some cheaper seltzers for you. I like here. it. I'm gonna give the Black Cherry Lime a 7.4. Oh, that's, that's pretty a, good. That's a fair score. Pretty yeah, decent score. I'm gonna follow there. 7.3. Okay. I think seven is good for this for sure. All right, grab the next one, Paul. Next one we got. I'm giving it a seven point four, and then you gave it a seven point three. I'm not. We gonna never write it. this down, but I'm gonna start writing. Nope. it down. I'm not gonna like this one. What is, what is this? This is the hint of strawberry kiwi. Hint of strawberry. That's one thing I hate at the bar. My buddy showed up at the bar this weekend, and he said, "Can I get a vodka? Uh, what is it? Vodka crane with a, like a splash of crane? I hate. Don't a splash. Just ask for the crane. Then why? Is it, what is a splash? Splash of pineapple. I splash screamed of over the bar. I was like, "Make sure you do a splash." Exactly, a splash. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, I will." <laughs> All right, what we got here? There you go. Paul loves that. People love that sound. Love right the there. crack. Um, you know, you love the oh. <laughs> okay. love every type of crack. You, you know what it. I mean? <laughs> okay. This is the strawberry kiwi. You love butt cracks? Yeah, you love every type of cracks. You know what I mean? Um, uh, strawberry kiwi. Are you a kiwi fan? I am not. I don't think I actually is. That, I was gonna ask if it was a fruit. It definitely is a fruit. Yeah, kiwi. I think is a fruit. Hmm. It smells pretty good. I don't know about this one. Did you give one. it a sip right? I already did. Yeah, I'm not sure about this one. Ooh. I like this. I'm already done. Oh, you like enough. strawberry flavor. I do like strawberry. I've had kiwi, um, like straight kiwi seltzers before. I don't know who makes them. I forget. You know what this tastes like? This tastes like if you were just to take a bite of a strawberry seed or a kiwi seed. It's like doesn't have too much flavoring, you don't think? What do you think is more? Do you think strawberry or kiwi? It's like strawberry to start and then kiwi to finish. I agree. Yeah. It's like strawberry is the opening, the the starting pitcher, and then the kiwi's cl- coming in the ninth to close it out. Kiwi's the main act. Strawberry's the uh, the opener. There we go. We got movie, uh, theater analogy, and sports analogy. I don't like it as much. It's very good flavor. I'm gonna go seven one. Nah, I'm gonna go five four. Five four. I'm not a fan of the kiwi. All right, next one. Next I, one. Oh wait, what? I, <laughs> oh wait, what? You're you're asking me what's going on? I'm not writing these down. It's too much. Why? You're not why <laughs> wait, what did I I said uh seven one five four? Yeah. It's, it's not big... that hard, buddy. You just press the keys. This one Vizzy Hard Seltzer, hint of blueberry pomegranate. I don't want a hint, I want a splash. So do you know the famous vine where it's like this old professor, this woman, and she's like, No more pomegranates. Why would a professor ever scream that out during a class? That's the thing, right? It makes absolutely no sense. It sounds familiar. Go check this vine, go look at it if you have the time. No more pomegranates. It'll come up straight on YouTube. It is the funniest video you will ever see. This professor of a college, she's going over the rules like of her classroom or whatever. 
and literally like on the uh, PowerPoint, it's like no pomegranates, and she's screaming it, and it's the funniest thing in the world. Oh, this tastes like detergent. You don't like it? I love blueberry. I don't even know what a pomegranate is. Like if you said Ryan, draw me a pomegranate for one million dollars, I would have no idea where to begin. Is it like a pear? I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I don't know. Pa- well, it's got the seeds. I think I do. Know if I said Paul, draw me a pomegranate, you get five thousand dollars. You think you'd do it? No, I don't think I could. That's a good. Like, has anyone ever seen a pomegranate? I don't know what that is. I feel like that's just like a candle flavor, a Yankee candle. So far, this is my least favorite: the blueberry pomegranate. It, it tastes like I ate like a, a Tide Pod. <laughs> do you know what that tastes like? <laughs> no, I'd be dead if I knew what that tastes like. I'm not a fan. That is a. Tastes like detergent. I think that's. What <laughs> I'm going three eight. Okay, three eight. Yep. I was gonna go. I was gonna go in the fours. Four one. Five four. Oh, that was the last one. Yeah. Three eight for pomegranate blue. And you said five four. Yeah. Again? No, I said four one. Oh, four one. Four one four. All right, last one. Pineapple mango. I don't like either. So <laughs> these are not doing well for us, man. Uh, but I know they have potential. I mean, our taste buds are kind of childish. Okay. To be fair, we our taste buds suck. But here's the thing: I don't know how I feel. <laughs> Maybe like, we shouldn't do this segment. <laughs> no, but here's the thing: I like I like a lot of these flavors. I just don't know how I feel about putting them together because I think putting them together is getting like the the strawberry kiwi. That's a famous flavor. People put that you know strawberry kiwi. Yeah, it's good. People put it together the blueberry pomegranate. I like the blueberry, but it was like so gross. Next to the pomegranate, I was, like, throwing up in my mouth. Maybe this is, like, groundbreaking stuff, though. Maybe it's, like, we're going to be the first one to combine these flavors. So, it's, like, our, my, our taste buds do suck. I was golfing the other day, and I got a <laughs> Bud Light and a water, and I ha- they didn't have chicken fingers on the menu. So, the waitress came over, and I was, like, do you guys have chicken fingers? And just started laughing at me. It's, like, I can't order chicken fingers and Bud Light at the same time. That's what I enjoy. Chicken fingers and Bud Light. I think that's a good meal. Honestly. I do, too. And she, like, laughed. And she's, like, yeah, but we have, like, buffalo tenders. I was, like, what the fuck? How do you not have chicken fingers? Who doesn't have chicken fingers? All right, sorry. That was my rant. Uh, last one we have here is hint of pineapple mango. Are you a pineapple fan? I don't even want to try this, to be honest. I don't like pineapple. People love pineapple. People love, like, grilling pineapple. Like, pineapple and, like, steak or, like, shish kebabs. I've seen that, yeah. I'm not going to like this. I don't. I hate mango, and I don't like pineapple. I'm not, I don't like pineapple. Oh, this is horrible. Oh, my God. Two, two, negative two. Final answer. Negative two. Is this this is my first negative score. Oh man, I'm gonna say two, uh, <laughs> two, two, two point one, two point one. I think I think you just have to give it like credit because I think if we didn't obviously hate pineapple with the uh, the passion, I I hate pineapple. I really don't like the flavor. I've had it sometimes. You could be in allergic. Seltzers. I hope to God not. No, <laughs> that I'll would def- be a very I, interesting show. I've had it a few times, but this is just definitely not uh, not the vibes. But if you like these fruits, you can try it. Vizzy Seltzer. Um, you know, see what our opinions are. But if you're not oh, a I huge don't like fruit that guy, you know, don't do it. How would you describe this? Let me try one more time. Oh, it's it's, it's bad. I, I don't know if it's it's just I, you described it best. What? Throw up in your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just that we don't like that fruit. Okay, so we can't really like it. I it doesn't that. have a chance. But here, they're great. I think they're a good buy. Like if if you're in the seltzer game, I think these. Arguably, have the bo- the most flavor that we've had yet. Yes, so you I agree. agree. I agree. They have a lot of flavor to them. For, so I mean, there's a lot to talk about when you try these because you could you could taste the difference and the balance and the flavors. And there's what there's four different drinks, but two flavors per one. Yes. you've got eight flavors in a case. It's definitely a, a definitely a a, a a 
definitely, <laughs> a definitely, yeah. You got, I meant potential. like you definitely should go get, go try them. Yeah, you got potential. Check definitely, them out. Busy, <laughs> busy hard seltzers. I'm gonna sip on the 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 favorite of this, the black cherry, the lime, and uh, let's start this show. All right, let's do it. What we got? Uh, oh, I'm I'm kicking this one. Here we go. Block one. So we're back to starting off with a game called Initial Reaction. You like when I name games? I don't actually. Right, I think well, I think that's just in your head. You're like, you know what? I'm really smart with these. <laughs> Everyone's gotta love them. Not chain reaction, initial reaction. So we're going to go down some words, phrases, etc. And we're going to each give our initial reaction. Who would have thunk it? So uh, let's go. Let's go. I'll, I'm going to go first. The first word. Paul, give me your initial reaction. First thing that pops in your head when you hear the Beatles. Iconic. Iconic. Okay. Uh, if you like the Beatles, um, my stepdad loves the Beatles. When I was doing road trips when I was younger, I was hearing the Beatles all the time. So I definitely am... Um, uh, I was exposed to their music, even though it's, you know, very old. Okay. And, you know, my name is Paul McGrady and the lead singer. Uh, no. Paul that, McCartney. That is such a reach. That's no. the biggest reach I have ever heard in my no, entire life. No, it's not. Because Why is that not a reach? It's not even close. You have Paul. There's many Pauls in the world. Yeah, but Paul McGrady, Paul McCartney. And I'm telling you, when I, <laughs> when I go... What I would correlation? Yeah, when I would go out to different places and tell people my last name, they'd always be like, Paul McCartney, Paul McCartney. They'd always say, oh, I, Paul McCartney? Oh, I no read that wrong. Way. I swear to God, dude, all the time. <laughs> so I already have that, you know... Uh, that like tie in right there with Paul. Paul, there's no tie. And um, you know, I I like the music. It's definitely a certain taste, but I think they started a lot of what we know as music today, and especially the rock and roll genre. Like they were the builders of that. So ask, you know. ask me what I think of. What do you think? Overrated. <laughs> I think they're the most overrated band group out ever assembled. Why? First of all, I don't even think they wrote their own music. They definitely did. I don't yes. think they did. I've who, s- who wrote it? What was that movie that came out about the Beatles? Yesterday. Yesterday. I'm pretty sure they didn't write their own music. They, they and I, well, if they did, they I, did, I better hope they did because I feel that your boy, Paul McCartney, who you have ties to, yeah, Paul. is not a very good vocalist. Why and not? I don't know if it's just because I didn't really see him in his prime, but like if I go back and listen to the songs or even when he performs now, which maybe is not fair because he's like 80, but I just don't think he's one of the like... When you think of the Beatles, you would think that the, the lead singer would be such a great vocalist. Like, when you think of, like, NSYNC or, like, the Backstreet Boys, you think of, like, Justin Timberlake, the Jonas Brothers, Nick Jonas. They're both very talented lead singers. Yeah. I don't think Paul McCartney's on that level. And it's just, like, the whole persona of the Beatles, and it was, like, the Michael Jordan of music. I just don't understand the hype. I don't even like their songs, to be honest. I Here think, Comes the Sun, that's a decent song. There's a lot of really good songs, and I think it's more of the songwriting aspect, as you said. I think I don't more, think they write their own songs. They definitely do. We're going uh, to have to have But, have but it's definitely their songwriting ability um, <laughs> is what made like made them famous, and that's what the movie yesterday, if you ever check it out, I really like that I movie. I watched it. Okay. I there, think we did a review on here. Did we? Yeah, I think we I did. I think we might have. And... Uh, that movie, you know, it really harps on like their, you know, their amazing songwriting. So, you know, Beatles, you like them, you love them. I think that's always a, a common um, thing when people talk about they either like love them or hate them. I think a lot of their songs sound the same. I mean, you could say that about many artists. I have a question. Mo- I have, most artists, they I have, have a question for you. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't pertain to the Beatles, but I guess it kind of correlates with their like persona. So I saw a video where it was someone was asking people in the office. It might have been Barstool, who we're going to talk about soon later here. Uh, who do you think the modern Michael Jackson is I of saw this generation? That. Was that Barstool? Yeah, I think, I think it was, was Barstool. Barstool. And the guy said... Uh, oh, they said uh, uh, Bruno Mars. They said Bruno. And it's hard to argue that. I know you've seen him in concert. You said he's one of the best performers. I heard other people say that Bruno Mars is one of the best performers like of this generation. He might 
be the Michael Jackson of our generation. I think it's hard to because I studied a little bit of Michael Jackson in college, and um, it's really, what was that little place he had? Like the okay, we're not gonna talk about the little boys. Oh no, <laughs> no, we're not talking about the scandals. But in terms of like music, Macaulay Culkin. No, what are you talking about? Oh, I heard things. No, um, <laughs> Michael Jackson had you know he went through so much different types of music. Obviously, he was in music as a little Jackson tech, Five, a little kid. Yeah. Um, and then he had himself, but he had a lot of his music and his like certain albums. I think it's the bad album or the thriller album. One of them, um, that has like four number one hits on it. And it was like crazy for its time. Yeah. Um, he was saying how at that time there was a lot of people who were like, um, you know, each album had like one or two hits, you know, and that kind of thing. And he was like, why? He's like, he took him a really long time to write that album, but it was, Hey, this album's going to be the best album of all time. And it was just that type of energy that he put into his music that made him who he was. And I think, uh, do you think like people like don't act, think that way? Like you're saying like Michael Jackson, when he's making an album, he wants every song to be the biggest hit of all time. Yeah. Do you think all, I'm maybe like some artists be like, Hey, I like this song. It's it's like a personal message to me. It has like a personal space in my heart. I want to add to the album, but I know it might not do well in the public. You think people act like that? Oh yeah, absolutely. And there's yeah. a and there's a lot of things I think with artists just having to fill out their album. True. It's like hey, like I have like four top hits, or I have a few songs that I think are really good, but I have a bunch of these other songs that we kind of recorded, and we you you know I like them, and we know they're okay, and it was just kind of to fill out that album. Um, but MJ and was built different. Yeah, and and that's why a lot of times you don't see artists put out albums. They'll put out single and then single and then yeah. single and then like six months later you'll see like a single. So it's like that whole idea where they're just putting out their hits, where they're not creating an album. Um, but I think I not gonna lie, I think you either have Bruno Mars or this is gonna be an unpopular opinion. But I think you can look at Justin Bieber. Jo- I, I agree with because Justin Bieber because honestly, I I've talked to this, I've talked about this with my girlfriend, and it is insane how many hits and how prolific for so long Justin Bieber has been. And he's evolving, right? Yes. Bruno's stuff kind of seems like it's not as corny. I was talking this with my girlfriend the other day, so it's like Bruno had those big hits like uh, "Marry Me," Bi- no, "Billionaire." Was that yeah. was not Bruno yeah, Mars? That's him. And then all those other hits, smash hits, when we were like younger. But like as he's getting older, he's starting to do stuff with like Anderson Pack and really like show his true vocals. It's very, di- it's and it's different too, which is nice. I love how like artists as they've evolved, they'll like um, display their vocals a lot. Like like Bieber's doing that now. Bieber, dude, Bieber has changed completely. I mean, he obviously came on the scene as a, a teenager, but I think that idea of like what we saw for him when he well, came out, it was like ninety percent like girl, like twelve year old girls were his fans. And yeah, ninety percent girls, and then like ten percent Ryan were his fans <laughs> in, in two thousand and ten. But now you look at it, and uh, like he was so prolific on the radio for so long that it was like, dude, at one point I thought. Like Bieber had three songs on the radio. Yeah, and I was crazy. like this, and they're all they were all great. Like they were all phenomenal. Or if not, he was putting himself in really good positions to be featured on other songs. Just like right now with Stay with Kid Leroy. Yeah, and like he's on that song, and yeah, that's not his song, but the same idea. Like I, most people think of him because he's just a more famous person. But he has a really good part on that song, and he makes that song you know as good as it is. One last thing on music is we're really taking it up here. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Though. Is that it's crazy? I love the stories, not even just music. But like people who are given songs, oh Camila Cabello, I saw a TikTok. Yes, about Camila Cabello was offered literally all the like the middle, I think. Yeah, like don't you meet me in the middle? I don't. I could be wrong. I don't know the specifics. <laughs> <laughs> That's the song middle though. Yeah, but she turned that down, and she turned down uh, Bieber's hit uh, Alone or Lonely. I think one isn't that Bieber's song 
Lonely or something. Yeah. She turned that down. So she's turned down all these hits. It's just like a movie. Like people turn down movies and they turn out to be one of the greatest movies of all time. I think it was um who somebody was talking about that that song Closer. Clo- that's what Camilla Cabello. She turned down Closer. And it was like it was like, Oh, I turned this down and two months later you can't you 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 can't walk five feet without hearing no. it. Like it was literally everywhere. So that's what's interesting too. Yeah. I mean, for those artists to be given different stuff. Um, but I know a lot of times too, like an, if an artist likes a song, they'll try to change it to fit them a little bit better. Right. They'll be like, oh, we're gonna change this a little bit. Or when they write it, they change it so it fits that artist's style. Because as you said, I mean, like you know, like the Beatles. Oh, they kind of all sound the same. But like that's the point. Like that's their style. You know what I mean? Well, here's I don't know about Bruno, but I know Bieber gets handed a lot of his. Like, yes. Shit. So to say that he's the Michael Jackson of our generation, that could be the one like uh, devil's advocate is that like, hey, he's given these songs and these lyrics to yeah. perform and he just has to perform it. So that's like the one outlier you could say that he doesn't deserve to be the generational talent of Michael Jackson. All right. So the second one we have here, what do you think of it when I say the Super Bowl halftime show? Well, if, if you're a pervert out there, the first thing you think <laughs> about is Janet Jackson's nipple. The scandal. The scan the Justin Timber like Janet Jackson scandal when he she had a wardrobe malfunction yes. on stage at the halftime show and the nip was out. The nippy was outie. Yeah, I mean if you were just trying to enjoy the show, you got a show. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what it was. And it's were so funny. Was, were they able to censor that on TV? No, it was live. That's a huge event, man. Um, that's why they're definitely, uh, within recent history, they're a lot more cautious uh, with their costume changes and things. With their, you know, they they hired a lot more um, uh, like cautious acts as well that they weren't getting a little like risque performances because you know you never know. That's Dude, that's what happened. I saw this video of like uh, it was during a play. I think it was like maybe like a Frozen play. Oh, I saw that, dude. <laughs> so funny. And what are those people that help out behind the stage with the, the wear the black? Um, usually like uh, uh, stage crew. Yeah, the stage. So it was like a stage crew member who had the <laughs> job so of funny. ripping off. Is it Elsa or Anna's? Elsa's dress. Elsa's dress during the song, and she like changes. And he went to rip the dress off and yanked the bitch right off the pedestal. And she fell down. I was cracking up. It was so funny. But yeah, wardrobe malfunctions happen all the time. When I think of Super Bowl halftime show, though. It is not getting as popular as it once was. Like, yes. you used to have, like, Prince, and whoever was hot at that moment, that's the halftime show. It's, like, their reward for being one of the top artists. Nowadays, people, like, turn it down. I don't know why. Maybe it just has to do with, like, politics and shit like that. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know why people aren't as, like, inclined to do it now. I think it's a lot of effort. I'm pretty sure they don't get paid for it at all. Like, we had fucking Coldplay. Who wants to fucking watch Coldplay halftime? Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Sorry if you're a Coldplay fan. I don't want to see Coldplay halftime. I know, like, one of the best ones in recent history I, I was Shakira and, uh, was that J-Lo? Yeah. Um, I know there was, well, like... people liked Coldplay. Yeah. But I did not. I mean, there's, there was the one with uh, Beyonce and Bruno Mars. I mean, what they've been Prince doing... Prince in the Rain. That's one of the best ones ever. Yeah. Has Michael Jackson do, d- done a Yes, I think he, he was. Yeah, so I, I bet the... I was going <laughs> to be like, the, was football out when the Beatles were out? <laughs> I don't know. It was in the 60s, so, so Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, it was Super- yeah. football played in, like, the 1905 or some shit. I don't know. But, yeah, so when I think of Super Bowl, I think of the nipple. Next one. <laughs> Next one, moving on. Is the Kardashians. This is, this is all right, what do you think? When you, uh, I'll let you go. Kardashians. Uh, when I think of Kardashians, I'm, I don't know why, but I immediately, fit, like, immediately think of plastic. Plastic. I don't know why, but it was, you know, I think of the show. I, I, you know why. I think you of, know why you think of plastic. I think of Kim Kardashian, and I think of the term plastic. I think because I listen to a lot of comedians, whenever they go on the Kardashians, they always talk about fake and plastic and that kind of stuff, so. 
do you think they started like the idea of how social media portrays like sex? I think they're a big help or in, like figure in the idea of like yeah, and like uh, fake figures for women. You have a piece of hair right here. Thanks, thanks. You might want to tuck it in. Did you get it? Kinda. I don't know. You can work on that. Why I say so? When I think of the Kardashians, I was I'm a big keeping up with the Kardashians fan, and I, you can hate on me all you want, but I do like keeping up with the Kardashians, but. It's sort of like they're the first ones to let people into their everyday lives. Like they were kind of groundbreaking in allowing cameras film almost their daily moves. Like yes. some say it could be scripted, but I remember that's like um, Kim K. She got famous off a of sex tape, right? Yes. So she got famous. Also, was that with Ray J? Ray J sex tape. Yes. Okay. So she got famous. But what uh, Jenner, Kate Jenner, she was famous before that, but that's how Kim K. I heard a story one time where Kim was smart in, like, how she plotted how paparazzi would portray her. So she would have, like, her, like, management team or her, like, uh, I don't know, her posse, I guess you could say, and be like, hey, Kim's going to go get her nails done at 3 p.m. At, at blank spot, have paparazzi there, and then so she know so she's, like, setting up her own paparazzi okay. so that she can be portrayed to the media a certain way, and that's how she kind of inclined her, like, social platform. And she's kill she literally killed it. Like, you could hate all you want, but how she handled her business, I guess you could say, yeah. without any talent is pretty remarkable. Yeah, I mean, she took a bad situation and turned it into a positive, right? <laughs> oh, I mean, who said it was bad? I didn't say that. <laughs> uh, but at the time, and, you know, it's going to be hard to explain that, like, how, how to your kids, like, how you got famous. But at the same time, Do you she, think her kids are going to Google the sex Oh, thing? they'll know, yeah. They're going to watch it? I don't know. If they'll, no, they're not gonna. No, watch I'm not it. saying they'll watch it, but they'll know. Because if not, you have you know how ruthless kids are. Kids are gonna be like, you know how you you know why you're famous? Because your mom got railed. You know, your mom got railed. <laughs> that's just that's just what's have gonna be. Have you seen be. the video? Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You you haven't seen the video? <laughs> don't act like you. It's a very famous tape. And you're gonna you you know as a curiosity when you were younger, everyone in your middle school probably talked about it at one time. Like it just middle happened. school. Yeah. All I learned is I love booby uh, belt watching Kim K at uh, lunchtime. That was a life of a twelve year old. What do you want me to do? <laughs> All right, next one. Next one we have here is Marvel. Marvel. This oh shit. No, no flies today, but we got a little bug in my face. Marvel. So uh, this is interesting how I'm going first. Okay. What do you got for me? They kind of, just like the Kardashians, I feel like they really reshaped the movie industry. Like, they brought a whole different world. I would get, like, would you say they're more so correlated with Star Wars? Like, that kind of, like, genre? So there was literally just, like, classic movies, and then you had Star Wars, and then, like, Marvel took Star Wars and put it on steroids, kind of, I feel like. I think for uh, a major, like for film, right, I think you have two types of film. You have critically acclaimed films, and you have pop culture and, like, blockbuster films. I right. think you have two types of films, and that's where Ryan said you have those, like, Academy Awards, those, like, very prestigious films. Like the narrow, yeah. the Caprio. Yep, and then you have Star Wars. And Star Wars is just, Star Wars reshaped the idea of pop culture. Um, Steven Spielberg, when he put out Jaws, is really known as the first, like, summer blockbuster film. And I think what Marvel's really done is Marvel's kept the movies alive. I mean, Marvel has kept the theater, uh, you know, theaters alive. And what they've been able to do and bring people into the theater and be interested in the story of what, you know, what Marvel's been able to do over the course of like 24, 25 films now. And then now even TV shows on Disney+. Plus. So it's, it's really remarkable, like the, the Marvel universe. Yeah. It's like Pixar and Star Wars were the only ones where they had a movie and basically had like a spider. What's that thing? The creative web? Like a spider, like a web, a creative yeah, web. Sure. It's like they basically took the product and then they strung out different branches and they make it a big corporation like Pixar and sort of like Star Wars. And it's almost like 
a balance between like a fucking Toy Story movie and uh, the Caprio movie or De Niro movie. It's like you have those like human dynamics and human storylines, but with like super, like superficial like characters. So what Marvel really did well was that we talked about it on the show a little bit before was like what they did well and why I think they work so well is they they take the superhero genre and they're not just superhero films right like Captain America has their political thrillers right. and then we just had Black Widow and it was like a spy thriller and we have the Guardians uh, films which are like space operas that's what they're called and it's kind of more of like the line of star wars and we're in space and we're dealing with these things and then you could do like ant-man and ant-man is a heist film like in its core that's what it is so you can take these superhero films and you can attach them with different genres and that way we keep it fresh we keep it moving and everyone's still interested and, and it allows people to get involved in different genres of filmmaking as well um through the lens of marvel and it, you know it just does really cool things it definitely has uh, pushed a lot of people to enjoy film a lot more to get people and the um, the pop or the the normal like everyday movie going audience into film more. And it, it um, has it has a human dynamics. Yeah, and it's yet yes, Spider Man and the Hulk is turning to Mister Big Green Guy, but at the same time they're relatable. Yeah, like they had like they're going to school and then they're turning into this and they have their superpowers. Yet at the same time they have human characteristics where they're feeling emotions that people can relate to while watching the movie. So it's a really groundbreaking like creation that is like just fucking brilliant marvel has changed the game for movies and they're going to continue and it's what ryan said it's based on storytelling and the human connection and and that's why you like films if you can see so if you can see a character that you like relate to um it gets you more involved in the story and that's what marvel does it takes these huge uh events and huge things that are not natural and are out of this world and it makes you connect with them somehow and that's why you like them me and spider basically the same person like you're a nerd yeah, no more just like... You, you deliver pizza. <laughs> I, don't, I don't deliver pizza. Um, and you got bit by a spider. I, now, I, you know. I don't think I've ever been bitten by a spider. <laughs> All right, next one. Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live, Paul. What, do you, what first comes to mind when you think of Saturday Night Live? Um, it's like you can think of comedians. You can think of like uh, the beginning of careers. And you can just think of comedy, so, I think. So that's, like, a good point is, like, you think of beginning of careers. Yeah. But at the same time, I think this is, falls in the same category as the Super Bowl halftime show. It's not what it once was. Like, you have, like, Eddie Murphy and, and Adam Sandler and Will Ferrell and all these guys went on to Saturday Night Live to kickstart their career. And even if they weren't there to kickstart their career, the famous people would come back and be the SNL cast. Nowadays, you don't really see like who's the most popular SNL character now, like Keenan Thompson, and well, they don't. Yeah. He doesn't have like his own like crazy like he's the main character in a movie. It doesn't really work like that anymore. No, and like I don't know the ratings of Saturday Night Live, but I guarantee they're not what they used to be with Eddie Murphy. And it was like the holy grail of comedy was SNL, and everyone would. I was asking my uncles on vacation. I was like. What was SNL like for you guys back in the day? And they're like, oh, we would get home Saturday Night Live. We'd be out with the friends. We'd have it on. It's like that was what was what everyone was looking forward to in the week was SNL because we knew we were going to laugh and have good content and the, the, the biggest stars were going to be there. It's not like that anymore. I think that's just with everything with media, though, right? So you just have a lot more different venues that you can do. Like Tonight Show? Well, no, like even like TikTok, right? Like how many comedians are on TikTok or like how many people like we just watch so many more things where I'm not going to be watching Saturday Night Live on my Saturday. 
That's just not how it was. Yeah. But maybe back like 20, 30 years ago in the 70s when it started, like that was the big thing. And that's why movies used to make more money. I mean, we'll never compare to what movies used to make in the box office right. with um, – what was it The Wizard of Oz and like those big, those films that started out um, because that was the big event. There was like one movie right. out. That's what everyone went to. There wasn't YouTube. There wasn't all these like different types of media outlets wherever we can go to. And that's why a lot of people saying, you know, theaters are going to die because we have all of these, uh, you know, streaming services that we can find media elsewhere. I was talking to friends over the weekend and was like what do you you know where's your main source of content like what do you watch and they're like youtube and i was like i watch youtube most of my time too right like that's has no connection to tv to movies no nothing that's literally like me or you like what we're trying to do create content for other people and try to grow um and it's it's very different from like that startup of like oh that celebrity would usually you'd have to come through saturday night live yeah where like nowadays you don't have to do that you can almost like create your own channel Yep. To, to, to allow people to watch you. And it's funny because you bring that up because I was actually watching a interview with Jimmy Kimmel and Kevin Hart. I like the guy. I like his work. Yeah, you like Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I like Kevin Hart. All right. But he was interviewing Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Kimmel was like back in the day with like Leno and stuff. It was a big competition on who would you would watch. It was like Letterman was on at 1130 and then Jay Leno was also on at 1130. So it was like a competition. Who would you watch? And Jimmy Kimmel basically was like, there's not even that competition anymore with like Fallon, Seth Meyers and James Corden. And he's like, because all these kids, they just watch us through YouTube. He's like, we get more YouTube views than we do on the Tonight Show. So he doesn't even look at the ratings. So it's not like a competition between him and Jimmy Fallon or Seth Meyers because all the kids like us who go on YouTube to watch these, these bits we go through YouTube and then we click on James, J- Jimmy Fallon and then it'll take us to James Corden, we'll watch karaoke, both. and yeah, we'll, we'll watch, watch both. all of them. So it is funny how everything is changing. It'll be interesting in the next couple of, couple of years to see how where the media really goes, which is interesting. Next one we have here is when I say barstool sports, what do you think of? Uh, I think of Dave Bornley. That dude is a character. Dave but it Bornley. Is, it's almost like something that we kind of want to like implement, right? So it's like, it's crazy... Because Barstool, it says, Dave said it took him like 20 years to make Barstool. So it is practically a grind. I love those kind of stories. And you bring up Dude Perfect all the time. That's yeah. another great, I guess, brand. They're like Dude Perfect LLC, I guess. They're, yeah, brand. But it's great to see these guys like Dave Portnoy, who start from the the bottom, have $5,000 in their bank account, work their ass off blogging for 20 years, and then branch off into pizza reviews, branch off into sports gambling. And it's, they're truly on fire right now. I think they're like the number one sports media, maybe just media overall right now. Well, we talked about it like like months ago where, remember uh, well, last year, actually this has been a year already. This is crazy. Remember when Dave Portnoy interviewed President Trump? Yeah, I did. And we were like, okay, like no matter whether you hate Trump, you hate Portnoy, you hate Barstool, you like them, whatever, you have to recognize how cool of a grind and cool of a push and like cool of an accomplishment that was for Dave. That's like us starting now and then 15, 20 years, we're interviewing the president. Like it's just an amazing feat that he was able to get that far. And I, you know, and he's continuing to grow and what Barstool's been able to like accomplish and do. And it's just something like, you know, really interesting. And I think that shows like anyone can do a startup and you can go anywhere with it. One last thing that I love about them is that they're their, their own self. Like they curse. Yep. Like, cursing's oh, I'm not going to get into a rant about cursing, but I feel like it is a part of everybody's life. Like, I don't know. I feel like you should be allowed to curse. And they're not allowed to afraid about talking about things. Like, everyone's afraid of being, like, natural. Like, just, we're, we like to be natural in here. We say shit what we think. And that's what people like about Life's Party. That's why we have so many subscribers. And appreciate y'all. But 
It's like that freedom to say what yes. you want. So I love that about the sports uh, Barstool brand. They're always like branching out to do different shit. They literally just signed a contract to have full rights to a football college football bowl game. Like they're going to have full broadcast and TV rights. Yeah. That's like groundbreaking shit. And they're looking at MLB stuff. So it is dope to see uh, how they're laying the footprints for how media is going to be uh, handled later on in life. For sure. All right. Am I next? Yeah. All right. This one is kind of a weird one. American Idol. What do you think of, Paul? Uh, American Idol. Do they even have American Idol nowadays? They do. Is it American Idol 38? Uh, they stopped it for a while. I probably think of, uh, you know, Simon Cow or uh, Ryan Seacrest or... Who were the first... Was Kelly Clarkson the first winner? I think she was. Kelly or... Uh, what about that Ruben Stutter guy? You remember him? Ruben came in second. He came in second that yeah, year? Yeah, he came in second. It was, it, like, that was a big thing back in the Clay day. Clay Aiken? <laughs> was there a country person? Oh, Carrie Underwood. Carrie, well, it's Carrie. It was Kelly or Carrie? I think both. Both came from American Idol, right? So it's, that was almost like uh, where singers started their careers. Well, that was American the original Idol. one, right? It was originally American Idol. Then, like America's Got Talent. That was yeah, but it was before that. It was the only show. It was super big. So big. I watched every episode. You know, watched everything. You know, your family would stop everything what they were doing. You'd have dinner in front of the TV Tuesday nights or like Thursday nights. Um, and it was kind of, it was the moment. And I think that's why it was Paul so Abdul. big. And it was, you know, we're creating these new, yeah, it was, you were creating these new artists like that you're going to be seeing. And it was Simon Cowell, Paul Abdul, and Randy Johnson. And they were your three. Randy Johnson? Yeah. Reggie Johnson. No, Randy. Randy Johnson. No, Randy. was it Randy Johnson? Did I say Randy Johnson? Randy Johnson was a pitcher in the MLB. Yeah, but he's also. His name is Randy. Randy Jackson? I don't know. Randy Jackson. Randy Jackson? Jackson. That's right, I yeah. Think, I was like, Randy Johnson? No, Randy Johnson's the pitcher. But Randy Jackson. And they were your three, and then you had Ryan Seacrest, and, you know, that was that's what it was. And, um, you know, it's definitely not what it used to be, but I think that's because there's so many different competitors. Yeah. So. Oh, they have, like, the voice now and stuff. Yeah. People like that shit. They like to take the journey with the artist. All right, next one is Netflix, Paul. Netflix, my thoughts. Um, it's just it's just a behemoth. I, it's a behemoth company. I do want to say that Netflix does kind of have shitty content. Is that fair? Is it I, fair to say that I feel like they don't have a lot of good stuff? Like, I find that Hulu puts out more newer stuff out than Netflix. Like, is, there's got to be, like, a contract where, like, if a movie comes out and then Netflix has to wait a blank amount of time before they put it on their platform. But I feel like they're always, like, last. What do you what do you mean last? I don't I don't agree with you. You don't agree with me. I think Netflix is putting out content like nobody. Well, that's because they got that's because they got contracts. Like people like Adam Sandler are signed Netflix deals. Yeah, but, but that's, I'm saying if a movie comes out in the movie theater, yeah, that movie. So what's the movie? This new Spider Man movie is coming out. Okay, Netflix isn't going to have that until like two years now from now. Yeah, but that's a, that's very different from like that. I mean, so I'm saying outside of Netflix movies that they create under their okay. contract, their content is but. <laughs> but the thing is, I think the Netflix content, their original content, is so much better than everyone else's original content. That is fair. That is probably correct. But here's the thing: the reason is because their other content is but is because <laughs> they're not they're no after like last two years they're no longer getting any of that content. Like Disney, like they used to have Captain America on there and the first Iron Man, and they used to have all those movies, and then they would have different shows like Friends. And now NBC with Peacock, they took yeah, Friends Peacock. off, right? And they took The Office off, and you know, those iconic stuff, Marvel or, or Disney plus took off all their Marvel content and what they were creating, they were creating like daredevil and Jessica Jones and all those original Netflix series, you know, Disney plus took them off. So 
all of those other studios are competing with them now. So no, so Netflix no longer has that pool from the other studios for their good content, which is making them create their own original content. Yeah. So like that's why you see like oh it's like uh, the secondary content is buzzed because they realize that that they it, can't really lead in that category. Correct. So it's like let's lead and making our own shit that yes. that rocks. Yeah. There you go. That was nice. Right, right down there, Paul. Last one you have here is online dating apps. Online dating apps. I never had one, but they are <laughs> rather bizarre to me. Like, so you match with someone and then you're like forced to have a conversation with them. Yeah. I think it's just so corny how people like start their conversations. It's just like, I don't know. It's just a weird thing to me. That's a weird dynamic. And there's always new dating apps. I don't know why there's always new ones. There's always new ones because everyone's just horny. Like that's just, <laughs> that's just what it is. I had a lot of friends in uh, college. A lot of my fraternity brothers would always do funny pickup lines and stuff on Tinder. And it was always really funny to see what would stick um, because some stuff that they would say, I <laughs> I did not have the balls to ever send to somebody if I matched with I, them. I saw someone change their location on their phone yeah. to the Olympic Village <laughs> so that they were like swiping right or left to Olympians so they could have like Olympian babies. Brilliant idea. I mean, that is just a five-star idea that that person has. Super smart. And if that's what you got to do, that's what you got to do. <laughs> um, you know, if you want to change your location. But it is funny what people will say to I feel like uh, it's weird, another. though, to, like, meet up after connecting on a dating app. I, we have friends that started out on dating apps. We do, yeah. <laughs> so, hey, it works for people. It, it definitely works Especially for during these times. With COVID and, like, people don't go out often. And you kind of have to know the person nowadays so they don't have any diseases, such as the COVID disease, rabies, you name it. So you, like, go on a day and that first. Rabies. Uh, crack cocaine addiction. You, get, you, you air that out first before meeting them in person. And our last segment of today, we are switching over and we're doing some Pixar facts. Three big Pixar facts that we like, Paul. Giving it to the people. That's what they like. Ryan was talking about Pixar earlier. Uh, Pixar is an amazing animation studio we love talking about here on the show. And um, something that I've talked about with what Marvel does, and then I watched some special on Disney+. And what was really cool about this one person's job over at Pixar, so this is like her main job, but it, what's really cool is that Pixar changes their movies to be relatable in other countries. So... If, um, especially with all their writing. So if they have like a lot of writing, anything that's written down, you see like a character write a note or there's a poster on the wall. Everything has to be translated when you're looking at like the different translations and the different versions of the movies. So that's really cool. And then something like this. So, um, to go into this a little bit further. So Disney actually changes some details and movies to be relatable to different cultures. Uh, and then a well-known example of this is from Inside Out. The scene where Riley won't eat her broccoli was actually changed in some Asian countries since Asians' cultures don't have the same problem with broccoli. Since they're not fatties like Americans. They actually like their broccoli. They actually enjoy eating their green uh, vegetables, broccoli. Us fatties, we uh, we have a problem doing that. Yeah. We like McDonald's. And then, <laughs> and then somebody changed it up for that. Yeah, and then something different that they did as well. So Pixar, in that same movie, and said, I... In Inside Out, they also swapped out hockey for soccer in other countries that aren't as familiar with hockey. I mean, that's really going above and beyond. Like, like bending the movie. I mean, I don't know how much time, I don't know if you know how much time or effort that actually takes into switching those things. Or even just like the language. Because you got to find someone to basically do the same, no. The same actors like Buzz Lightyear or some shit, they don't... No. So they find someone else to be Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. So there's a lot of different um, different actors 
if you're doing like a Spanish version of the film, usually they'll do a whole different cast that'll be in Spanish. Jesus. And they'll do the Spanish dub of the film. That's yeah. like making like multiple, multiple movies at once. Yeah. Well, that's really nice of them. So it's cool that, you know, um, <laughs> that Pixar will swap out that stuff to make it more relatable, as we said, with the broccoli. And then, you know, soccer is popular in a lot of countries over the world. So when they did international version of Inside Out, they changed the scene where I think it was the dad uh, in his brain. He was watching hockey because he loved hockey. That when they did the international version, that dad would watch like soccer. Maybe that's why they're just so successful. That's what because do. they're in the gym, like MJ putting up shots at three in the morning when no one else is. They're doing going above and beyond, and that's why they're most successful. What are they? Just a animation studio. Animation studio out yeah. there. Good job, Pixar. Give it up. For, <laughs> let's give it a round of applause for Pixar. All right, people who are on YouTube, we're actually back. We had a little video malfunction. Yeah, but you can see our beautiful faces again. Isn't that awesome? Okay, next one. Uh, this is the next Pixar fact. It is that one lunchtime brainstorming session actually conceived one of Bugs Life, Monsters, Inc., Finding Nemo, and Wally. That is four of Pixar's greatest movies of all time. All were brainstormed during lunch. So it was actually on a day in 1994 at the Hidden City Cafe in Port Richmond, California, which would be it would be cool if they had, like, like stationed that section where they were eating. That would be yeah. pretty cool. That's like We like that. Or they so, had, like, a little plaque or something, right? Yeah, I would, I'd be interested if they actually had that. So that would be pretty interesting. So John LaCedar, Andrew Stanton. John Lasseter. I don't know these fucking guys. <laughs> Andrew Stanton, related to John Carlos Stanton, Joe Ranft, and Peter Doctor, who is not actually a doctor, were having a meeting about Toy Story when they began scrolling on some napkins. So basically, that's... I love this story so much is that they literally were writing on napkins with like a pen from a pocket about these ideas. And it turned out that a lunch turned into Bugs Life, Monsters Inc., Finding Nemo, Wally. And I'm pretty sure they like profited from that lunch. Like the yeah. lunch was probably like $35. And I think they did uh, well above that for the, the uh, ideas that inspired during that lunch. Yeah. So they must've been some really good chicken fingers. <laughs> this was a this was a this is is a famous story in Pixar history and in Pixar animation at the studio. And I've uh, actually when I was watching this behind the scene thing on uh, Disney Plus, they talked about this lunch as well. And it was just something where you know people tell you when you have ideas, you write them down. You know, no matter how good your idea is, there was a whole big thing with Lin Manuel Miranda when he was writing Hamilton, where he was on the train to. Um, he was on the train in New York to his buddy's birthday party and he had a great idea and he didn't have anything to write it down in. And he was like, I need to like write this down and like stop and think for a moment and like fully flesh out his idea. So he ended up not going to the birthday party and yeah. he ended up going home. And this is kind of the same idea where it's like, Hey, you have this idea and they were just brainstorming. They took some napkins out and they wrote, <laughs> they wrote literally these ideas for these four major films on a napkin. Dude, and I love it. And that's just that's just what it is. I mean, any idea can come from anywhere at any time, and this is a pure example. It's a of great that. story. I was literally in bed, and I like write all my comedy bits in my notes for when yeah. I do stand up. And the other day, I was laying in bed, and I was like, I thought of this great bit, and I was like, oh, I'm so tired. Like, I'm not gonna roll over and write it down. I'll remember it in the morning. What do you know? Bang! Went to bed, woke up, completely forgot it. So it is like once you have an idea that like it could turn into a Bug's Life. I love Bug's Life. <laughs> Writing on a napkin. One of the, my. I bring him up often, pretty much. Just Mike, Mike Stud, one of my favorite artists. Yep. He came out with a documentary, and like one of the scenes is where he wakes up, or his friends wake up for breakfast, and he's like, "Guys, you guys gotta come check this out." I literally wrote and and developed three like bangers last night. So he shows his friends it was three songs that made it to the album one night. 
three songs. So it's like you get those those bursts of ideas and write them down because, you know, big things can come from them. For sure. And last Pixar fact we he- have here. We have here. We have Cabs here. Cabs here. Cabs here. <laughs> um, last Pixar fact we have here is the voice actor, John Ratzenberger. He has voiced almost a character in every Pixar film. So I think recently, um, like Luca and the newer Pixar films, he wasn't in. But he was basically a voice actor in almost every Pixar film. And you would know John Ratzenberger. He was the voice of Ham in Toy Story. Nice. So Ham, he did Mac in Cars. He was the Abominable Snowman in Monsters, Inc. Um, He was the waiter in uh, Ratatouille. I'm trying to think... Uh, uh, in Inside Out, he was one of the guys like in Riley's head. In why, the why do you say you're trying to think? You're literally reading. Well, them I'm off. looking at it. Well, I'm trying, <laughs> I'm to, trying to think. As he's reading the answer. No, I don't. I'm trying to think. What? We don't have like a picture of cards right there. We don't have. Well, I'm trying. Oh, to, it doesn't I'm, have. The I'm trying to think of the the characters' <laughs> names in the films. And another one too is in The Incredibles. He is the voice of. Is that Coco? This is something different. Uh, that's <laughs> Um, but in the stay in my lane, yeah, stay in your lane, buddy. <laughs> and in uh, Incredibles, he was the voice of the Underminer at the end, and then in the beginning of uh, Incredibles too. So, is he that good, or is it just like a little Easter egg that they wanted to incorporate in Pixar movies? Or do you think he's like that talented and he should be in those movies? Or do you think it's a little bit of both? It's a little bit of both. He's that good, but it also is become a almost like a voice Easter egg. Like we have the Easter eggs in Pixar, as we talked about before. We have like the Luxar. Uh, ball with the star on it. We have the Luxo lamp or we have the Pizza Planet truck or we have different visual cues and different visual Easter eggs that we see in all these Pixar films. This is like a voice Easter egg, which is dope. Nice. So three Pixar facts that are uh, fun to bring up at the dinner table, family dinner table. Yeah. You you never know when you need facts. Uh, if you're having a boring conversation, if you're getting <laughs> drunk and you just need something to talk Tinder about. Tinder date, date nap date. You got three Pixar facts that you could hit her with. Absolutely. What, well, we can't leave him hanging with the cocoa. What was the cocoa thing? I don't hear. I can. Ch- it was some uh, 2017 cocoa. Juan Ortodontia. So this was part. Oh, so this is a bunch of his uh, his roles. So I was right. You were right. But so he was in cocoa. So in cocoa, he was a yeah. He was a guy so named Juan. Juan. And I, it was the short. It says it was the shortest part in any Pixar film. And that's what says. Does says Ham in Toy Story have a lot of words? He's a bunch of lines. Uh, yeah, Ham. All right, cool. Good so, show. There you go. <laughs> even though you missed our beautiful face for a couple of it. Yeah, we're, we're still trying to figure some things out. Unfortunately, even a year and a half later, we always have... Uh, <laughs> we're going to have three cameras soon. So we'll have like a bunch of angles. So I know you guys are really excited about that at home. Uh, but definitely, we appreciate you guys listening as always. And, um, you know, we got some good things in the pipeline. We got a uh, new set, hopefully, as Ryan said, in a few weeks. And Merchandise. We're going to be changing. We got some uh, shirts coming your way that, you know, we're hoping to help afford the set that we're building that we're super we, we excited We are for. now broke. <laughs> we, we are now broke. So this has to pop off or we may be homeless. Also want to plug in that we're doing a gambling show, Paul. We're branching off into the gambling world. For all of you who follow us on Instagram, last year we're, we did a college, a college football seasonal gambling show where me and four other people came up with picks each week. So it's going to be a seasonal college football show. We're going to have it on our new set. It's going to be a branch off Life's a Party. So it's going to be part of the brand, and you'll find it on YouTube and Twitter. So we're excited about that. So we got the movies branching off into sports, have the main show. We're going to do, me and Paul are going to go out into the real world, do some real bits, have a bunch of uh, people hopping on board. So we're excited for Life's a Party LLC, Paul. Excited, baby. Life's a Party, Life's always a party. Thanks for watching and listening, as always. Music, take us out. Later. Oh,